Welcome. Welcome to another episode of the Intermittent Fasting Journal. It is week 15 of my journey, and um, I have a lot to share with you. A lot of things have been happening, a lot of good things that are a result of daily intermittent fasting. So I'm so excited to be with you here today. I um, have new clothes because what happens when you do daily intermittent fasting for 15 weeks? You get to fit into smaller sizes of clothing, and you get to go into your, actually, mine are not in a tub anymore because we're empty nesters, so I have a closet of small clothes and a closet of regular clothes, smaller clothes and a closet of regular clothes, and so um, I uh, go into my extra closet and get things out and have new clothes, so it's so cool and that's so neat. So actually, I waited a little bit late to get this one out because it's a little bit, it's going to be too low on me pretty soon. I don't really like really low-cut tops, and and with the, the shoulder, losing the shoulders and the arms in the back, my tops just kind of start to sag a little bit, but um, so I waited a little bit too late, so don't wait too late to get into your next size of clothing, um, my uh, recommendation to you. So anyway, I... Um, am at week 15 and I had a very interesting experience that I talked about a little bit in episode 14 that I want to expand upon today and as I said last week or a couple weeks ago hubby has joined me tremendous results tremendous tremendous results I'm so happy for him so excited for him because he had a significant amount of weight to lose um, 80 um, 80 to 100 pounds um, would really put him in a healthy range uh, as far as his total weight loss, um, and so, um, you know, that was, uh, he's really come out of the gate just losing really fast, which, you know, men often do, but the fact that he is just continuing it and continuing it, and that it is just no problem at all for him, I'm so, so happy it's it's not difficult at all, and I'm very, very uh, excited for that, and um also just the effect that daily intermittent fasting has on our social life and our family life. Um, you know, we are, in a, we are empty nesters, as I said before, and so we enjoy, uh, you know, going out to eat. We enjoy taking our kids and their spouses or our moms or our kids and their um, significant others. They're, in this case, two sons with girlfriends, one's fiance, one's a girlfriend, taking them out. And daily intermittent fasting is such an amazing social uh, construct. I'm just so excited for it because so many times in the past years, it's been, you know, mom can't, mom can't go there. Mom can't go there. Mom can't go there, you know. And the kids would suggest places and I'd be going, you know, that's, that's really doesn't have enough low carb choices or it doesn't have enough of this. It doesn't have enough of that. And, um, so we are just enjoying that immensely so first of all I want to talk and if you are on here live I'd love for you to leave a comment so I can see that you're here um, I can't really tell sometimes it says somebody's on and then sometimes it doesn't and then at the end I find out people make comments and I didn't even see them so anyway leave a comment if you're here and if you have questions leave those and I'll answer those at the end and um, 
just uh, get into some of those things too. If you guys have questions, I could answer those live also here. Um, additionally, you can message me, email me, Facebook me, go into the Facebook group, the Intermittent Fasting Journal, and um, the blog, DonnaReach.com. Leave comments and questions, and I'll be happy to jump on a live video and answer those for you. It's so much easier. I do answer a lot of questions on the blog, and you'll see a lot of blog posts where I've discussed different things that people have asked, but it's really, really easy to answer live, and I feel like I can get a better explanation of things out to people and I'm a teacher so I love teaching so um, anyway just go ahead and ask those questions I'll be happy to get on those all right so my experience results um, after five, after 15 weeks um, first of all I talked a little bit about how I was trying to do do some more low carb during my fast and um, I was just it was kind of an experiment I was seeing you know what effect this would have on my hunger and on my weight loss I only lose about three-quarters of a pound a week not a lot um, but I am down to where I only have between 17 and 27 pounds that I want to lose yet and I'm not exactly sure where that's going to fall weight loss wise because um, I'm going for a size rather than a weight. The very cool thing about daily intermittent fasting and then the fact that I do an exercise called T-TAP also, and so that toning is taking place. With daily intermittent fasting, it attacks the body fat and leaves lean muscle. So that is why you'll see people in uh, like some of the big Facebook groups and stuff, they'll post their before and after pictures. There have been a few of the last couple of days just blew me away with people on there, you know, with uh, one pound difference in these pictures and they look like they're like 20 pounds at least difference and they only had a one pound difference and so that is because of the nature of daily intermittent fasting because you are putting your body into fat burning every day during the fast your your body attacks the fat and leaves the lean muscle so you can actually weigh more than maybe what you used to weigh on a low fat diet many years ago I got down so low on a low fat diet and um, when I lost 100 pounds the first time and um, and still for the weight that I was I should have probably worn like a zero I mean that's how that's how low my weight was at the time so my goal is not so much a weight goal as much as it is a size goal I want to be a size eight every time I try something on which isn't you know really realistic but I want to be able to go in and get an eight dress going to get an eight pair of jeans you know just that's that's my size goal and a medium top and so um, with that, that will fall anywhere for me between 17 and 27 pounds from now. So um, I'm now into um, just about all of my tens and my jeans and my pants, definitely all my jeans and pants uh, that are tens. And so um, we will see what happens and where I end up uh, on the weight loss scale. But what happened to me was that I decided to try some low carbing again. And I wanted to see, like I said, what this did to some things. And I'm going to adjust my light here just for a second. Okay. Got some glare there. Uh, sorry about that. And um, so what happened, and this was not, I don't blame it on low carbing necessarily. I wasn't keto. I will say that. I wasn't 20 carbs or less. And I wasn't 70 carbs, 20 carbs or fewer. And I wasn't 75% fat, 15% protein, 10% um, carbs. I was not at that level. I think that people throw around the term keto a lot without really realizing what it means. If you are truly keto, you are just primarily eating fat. 
I mean, 75% of your food will be fat. A true keto person would not even really eat a chicken breast unless it was just loaded with fat because they would be getting protein without getting any fat. And so um, in that regard, I wasn't doing keto, um, but I was going at 50 carbs a day, 50 net carbs a day, which is a good uh, weight loss carb for me in the past. That's historically when I was doing keto, when I was doing low carb, that was a good uh, weight loss amount for me. So Anyway, what I did was I did this for two weeks. I gained four pounds. <laughs> All right. Now, I'm not blaming low carb uh, per se because people on low carb diets lose a lot of weight. We all know it's true because they're in ketosis all the time. We as intermittent, daily intermittent fasters are in ketosis, so to speak, and um, and uh, fat burning, you know, you know, several hours a day, right? After we burn through all of our glycogen stores, we burn through any circulating glucose, then our body goes into ketosis, into fat burning. Sometimes if we had a big weekend or something, it'll take until Wednesday or Thursday for that to start happening again. If we're super, super, super consistent, we can make that happen daily. But with, um, keto, with keto people, and even to a certain extent with low carbing, you are in ketosis almost all the time. And so you can see why the weight loss would be phenomenal with a, a lower carb or a keto um, protocol. But my weight loss wasn't that way. And this is why, and this is one thing that I want to caution listeners who are putting uh, low intermittent fasting, daily intermittent fasting together with another protocol. So like you're doing daily intermittent fasting and you're also doing keto. You're doing daily intermittent fasting, you're also doing low carb or low cal or low fat or trim healthy mama or South Beach or Atkins or whatever it might be. And that is the thing that I did that I, that I know now caused me to gain the weight is that I was I switched it so that daily intermittent fasting was not my emphasis. And by that, I mean that I was really focusing more on the low carb than I was on my daily intermittent fasting. And so I kind of got away from the OMAD 3, which is kind of, those are my boundaries. If you are not doing something in addition to daily IF um, and you find yourself out of whack with your eating, you have to bring in boundaries, right? We need, we, we need boundaries, in the, especially in the beginning, Right. So that we are not overeating all the time. So we are not eating from the time we open our window until the time we close it. Those type of things. So I was like throwing those boundaries out the window and I was focusing more on the fact that as long as I ate under 50 carbs a day, you know, I could have a six hour window. Sometimes I could eat two meals sometimes instead of one. Um, I could snack more frequently. Normally I open with a snack with OMAD over three, OMAD in three parts, one meal a day divided into three parts, I open with a snack, I eat my, a couple hours later I eat my entree, and then if I still want a dessert, I eat a dessert. Whereas um, with when I was doing this, I was kind of throwing those things out the window and my focus was on the carbs. My focus was on, on staying low carb and staying under 50 carbs. So that meant that if my window was six hours, it was okay. If I had two meals, it was okay. If I snacked a lot, it was okay because I was under 50 carbs. And so I, I guess it's more just kind of like using that, using those liberties, you know, out of balance, so to speak. And so um, I know that that's what I did because then I look back because I was very full every day. And that's another thing. I was like, I'm not usually this full, you know, but I was just like, hmm, low carb, low carb, low carb, you know. So anyway, 
Um, I don't think it was a low carb that caused me to gain four pounds. <laughs> As my, I think it was just my handling of it. So um, that's all in the past. It didn't take more than three or four days of OMAD to go, with, without any restrictions. It, three or four days of OMAD to lose that four pounds, and I was fine. And so, but I just think that that's important to note for those of us who are trying to make it all work. You know, we're trying to make it all jive that uh, we still need our boundaries in place. So uh, that happened, and then then it didn't. So now I am back to um, what I'm going to describe today, my OMAD divided by three, and um, starting my window out with a low-carb food, and then just eating my meal. So uh, that was what happened to me, my experience and results. And also at week 10, hubby has lost almost 30 pounds. So I mentioned at the beginning of this episode that he has between 80 and 100 pounds to lose. So um, the fact that he has gotten this this far this quickly and um, he just adjusted to it. He didn't have the hangries like I did for the first two or three weeks. Um, I don't know if that's a female thing or, or what. I don't know what it was, but he didn't really have that. He was just he just woke up one day and said, I'm doing what you're doing. I'm getting this weight off. And he did it. It was just amazing. So I'm super, 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 super proud of him. All right. So I want to move into listener lessons and I want to elaborate a little bit more on OMAD over three. All right. We I'm going to do some definitions here. I hate to I feel like I repeat myself a lot, um, but we got new people joining us all the time. So I want to be sure that I am you know, answering those questions and laying things out for everybody. So OMAD is one meal a day. And in our circles, uh, you know, Delay Don't Deny, Feast Without Fear, the Intermittent Fasting Journal, for those of us who are not restricting anything else, OMAD means one meal a day within a period of time, not to exceed about five hours. Because when you get into more than five hours, then you get into two meals a day usually. Because one of your meals, one of your, like your snack that you open with becomes a meal you maybe have your meal, then you have another meal because your window is too long. So for us here, OMAD is uh, one meal a day in a one, two, three, four, at the most five-hour period of time. I use the Zero app, and I average 20 fasting hours a day. I have some longer window, longer fasting windows during the week when I'm really, really busy teaching. Some days I'll go 22, 23 hours, and then I have some 18 on the weekends. Um, Usually not three meals, but oftentimes just an earlier meal and then a later snack. Just if we're like doing something in the afternoon with kids or moms and then in the evening we're going to a dance or something like that. So, but I plan, right? I plan each day out. So, um, I know what I'm playing. I know what I'm doing every day as far as my meals and my snacks and all that kind of stuff. So OMAD over three means that I'm going to take that one meal a day and I'm going to divide it into three periods of time. Now I came up with this. After hearing a lot of people say this is kind of what they do, what they do. Well, I just have a snack or I'll have a snack while I'm cooking and then later on, you know, then I'll eat my meal. And then if I have a snack and then if I want a snack before bed or um, dessert or something, I'll have that. So it kind of came just from hearing people describe what they do and then realizing that that's kind of what I do. But it also came from um, needing boundaries at first. Right. Because many of us who are coming out of, you know, really stringent food uh, restrictions and so forth, we are we can have a tendency to just go crazy at first and to just, you know, 
Start eating when the window opens and eat until when the eating window opens and eat until the eating window closes, um, as opposed to bringing in some boundaries. And so, for people who do not want to count anything, you know, you don't want to, if you don't want to count calories, you don't want to count carbs, you don't want to count any of those things. OMAD divided by three, OMAD over three is a great solution because we're not looking at um, the types of food that we're eating. We're only looking at the eating window and when we're eating it. So OMAD divided by three for me means that I have a snack when I first open my window and then I, an hour or two or three later I have my meal and then I have dessert following that if I still want dessert. Um, for me personally, uh, I found another boundary that really has helped me a lot is to um, have that snack be low carb. Now I said I don't I don't uh, control anymore. I mean I don't try to say I'm going to have 50 carbs or whatever during my uh, eating window. But one of the things that I found is that when I if I when I was opening my window with something carbier, I would start to crave foods and I would start to eat more throughout my eating window. And but when I opened it with low carb, I'm saying low carb being under 20 carbs. So it's not like keto or anything because Keto's under 20 carbs for the day and a certain amount of fat, so forth. But instead, just like under 20 carbs for that snack, when I opened my window with something that was under 20 carbs, I was like, hmm, good snack. I'm good. A couple hours later, I'll eat dinner. So it was just really a great boundary without having to count everything and without having to eat low carb for my entree because I usually have potatoes, bread, you know, whatever I want during my eating window, during my entree, and then I often will have a dessert. A lot of times I'll have peanut M&Ms, okay? <laughs> so anyway, um, and so I don't, I don't necessarily restrict during my entree time, so to speak. Now, another thing that this does inadvertently without even thinking about it, and I don't want to get too mathematical here because I'm language lady, but I don't want to get too mathematical here. But if you have your eating window divided into three sections, okay, um, your snack, your meal, and then your dessert slash snack. And if, just by mathematical, for mathematical purposes here, if your snack is worth a quarter of your window and your entree is worth half of your window and your dessert slash snack is worth 25% of your window. If you start out with low carb, you've just decreased your carbs again overall without even having to really feel like it. And this is the premise behind the book, um, oh, The Carbohydrate Addicts book. Um, it's, a, it's a long book with a lot of details about exactly menu plans and everything to eat low carb all day and then to um, eat uh, regular dinner. And uh, it's, it's insightful and interesting, but I don't necessarily, I don't think we all need the book. I have the book because I wanted to research this further. But it's kind of that same premise with that book, The Carbohydrate Addict's Diet, because you eat low carb. In that instance, they don't fast, but they eat low carb all day long, and then they eat whatever they want for their evening meal, including a dessert if they want it. And so because of that, the cravings are kept down. See, we keep our cravings down through fasting, right? But they keep their cravings down by going low carb all day. And also with the whole idea of uh, short-term sacrifice for long-term success. Okay, I've used that term, that phraseology before. Short-term sacrifice 
for long-term success. So they're sacrificing just like we are. We're sacrificing food during the day and they are sacrificing carbs during the day, knowing that in, the, in their entree or in their dinner, they can have whatever they want. So it's the same concept. And so it's a little bit of a psychological approach too, because all of us can do short-term sacrifice. And I think that's just the reason why intermittent fasting is getting so popular and having people have so much success with it because they've done long-term sacrifice and now they can do short-term sacrifice and have really great results. So back to our math, back to the mathematical equation. Um, the average person eats between 300 and 400 carbs a day. All right. So let's go on the high number of that. And let's say that that person eats 400 carbs a day, which is a ton of carbs. But you stop and think that, um, you know, like a breakfast sandwich can have 40 or 50 carbs in it. And sometimes people eat two of those and that's at seven in the morning on their way to work. So it wouldn't be unrealistic to think that people would eat 300 carbs in a day. I mean, not at all. Not when you consider that we eat fast food, we eat processed foods and we eat out and we eat gas station foods and, you know, those type of things. Everything is so carb laden. Um, so when you consider that that person might eat 400 carbs a day, then if you take one, 25% of your eating window and you eat low carb, you have just reduced your carbohydrate intake during your eating window by 25%. And even if you have 20 carbs in there, you're still going to decrease your entire carb load for your eating window by about 20%. So by doing nothing except for opening your window with a low carb food. So it helps with cravings. It helps you not to keep on eating and eating and eating because you really need while we say we can eat anything we want during our eating window, and that's true, we can't eat everything we want during our eating window, right? We can eat anything, but we can't eat everything. So that's important to note because we have a tendency to think, well, I can eat anything I want. And that's true as far as the types of food, but we can't eat everything, right? So that's just another boundary that I really found helped me. Now, I want to move on into what to eat, all right, a little bit more about what to eat during your eating window, because there are so many YouTubers out there teaching about what to eat, and so many of the intermittent fasting foundations have come out of keto, right? So we have bodybuilders, and we have hardcore keto people, you know, who are eating that 20 carbs a day for the whole day, and they're eating 75% fat and 15% protein and 10% carbs. So their the bulk of their food intake is just like, you know, bacon and eggs and nuts and cheese and steak and um uh you know um coconut oil and butter and those type of almond flour, things like that. So that makes up the bulk of their food because they, they're eating 75% fat in those instances. So that is what we see a lot in the intermittent fasting community. So when you go to Dr. Berg, that's what he's teaching. Um, a somewhat uh, Dr. Fung, but his is more extended fasting with um, diabetic patients. So his is more like days of fasting under a medical under medical supervision. Um, definitely uh, different teachers who uh, teach keto are now teaching daily intermittent fasting as well. So they are marrying the two. Of course, they started, that's where uh, intermittent fasting got its kind of its basis anyway in a lot of ways. But for those of us who are not creating other boundaries, we're not counting anything, um, we 
sometimes can feel lost, you know, because nobody's telling us what to eat. <laughs> we have done this, uh, you know, this life of dieting, this life of low carbing, low calorie, low fat, food combinations, food spacing, you know, all of these things. And now all of a sudden we have this three, four or five hour period of time and people are saying, I can eat whatever I want. I don't know what to do with that. I don't know how to do that, right? And so um, with that, you know, people are really feeling the need for boundaries. And that's one reason why I really teach OMAD and OMAD over three, because I especially think in the beginning, the thing about it is that people come into intermittent fasting and they are just coming off those rigid protocols that I just talked about, and they just start eating and eating and eating, and they say, how could I lose weight doing this? And then they don't. Right. And the first two or three weeks until appetite correction is set in and their body says, that'll do, babe, that'll do. You know, until that point happens to them, they're not losing weight. And so they quit. They say, I'm starved all day because um, uh, fat adaption has not happened yet. My body isn't burning any fat because they had so much glycogen stores in their liver to burn through. So they didn't actually, so they're not getting that benefit of, of fat loss and weight loss that will happen eventually. And they're, they don't have appetite correction in their eating window, so they're eating everything in sight, so they're gaining weight. So they're starved and gaining weight, right? And so if I, I feel like in uh, the course that I'm creating, I'm trying to teach boundaries that do not involve any type of measuring or counting um, and food restrictions because people want to come to daily intermittent fasting to enjoy, like I spoke about at the beginning of this podcast, videocast to enjoy the social aspects, the family, Sarah, the family community and uh, traditions and things like that, and that we just have had to squelch so much with all of our restrictions. So, but yet, you know, how do we manage this when we're looking at nobody telling us what to eat? So I have three benchmarks that I like to use um, for what you should eat during your eating window. And, um, you know, the OMAD over three is just one of the benchmarks that the kind of a separate benchmark that I've developed that has helped me a lot and um, that I think will help other people a lot just to get that first me that first snack in without having something that's craving inducing. I mean, when I was first starting, I was like everybody else. And so I would start with M&Ms or I would start with um you know, a drive through sandwich, or I would start with, you know, because I, those are things I couldn't have for so long, right? Or I would start with cereal, you know, or I would start with apple, an apple and a banana, you know, something like that. All things that cause insulin to rise quickly and cause us to crave. So this way, by the time I eat my main meal, I don't have, I, I feel great literally until I eat my main meal at five or six o'clock. And then I don't feel bad because I'm not overeating. So anyway, um, but these three criteria for what to eat during your eating window. Number one is that you get your nutrition in. So, you know, this might mean that we have to really look at some nutrient dense foods. And that's another thing about starting opening your window with a low carb food, because generally speaking, that's real. Right. That's really real. So if we are having a pizza party with the family later on that night and birthday cake, you know, at least if we're starting and we're not going to do that every day, but at least if we're starting with that nutrient dense, low carb, you know, boiled egg, egg sandwich on low carb bread, 
um, peanut butter and celery, you know, some things that are going to have a little bit more a salad. I love start opening my window with a salad with uh, chicken or bacon. So we are starting out with things that are a little bit more nutrient dense that way. So get your nutrition in. That's one benchmark. A second benchmark is to feel great. So we should never in daily intermittent fasting use it as an excuse to eat until we feel badly, right? We should never have the carb coma. We should never have the stomach aches from uh, digestion issues, from eating things that we know do not work with our system. We should never have the brain fog that comes from carbohydrate overload from those three to 400 carbs a day that people often have during the typical SAD, standard American diet. We should not have those things. We should not eat things that make us feel bad. And so whatever that is, for me, I just talked about this a little bit ago, it's cold cereal. Cold cereal makes me feel terrible. It, I do, and I, I know one reason is because I like sugared cereal, and I didn't have it for years. Couldn't even, didn't even keep it in the house most of the time. Um, and so because of that, uh, you know, I, I have a tendency to say, oh, I haven't had this for so long kind of thing. Secondly, um, it's not as measurable as some other things. And so I just eat it and eat it and eat it. Um, you don't get full from it, right? Anything you don't get full from is not a good idea during daily intermittent fasting unless it is measured out. Um, and then, uh, you know, I, there are just certain things that make me feel bad. And those things should not be a part of my nutrition plan, no matter what. And then lastly, eating what we enjoy. And this is where we go back to the social situations, the celebrations, the, the um, family traditions, and those kind of things that we can still enjoy as a result of being in daily intermittent fasting. Most of you know that I have seven kids. I have five kids in love so and three grandkids. We have a big family. And celebration and community and traditions are very important to us. And daily intermittent fasting really does just fit well, just fit wonderfully in with that. So from this, hopefully we can take away that building in boundaries of any kind would be good for us, right? We all need and want boundaries. So any kind of boundaries will be helpful. OMAD divided by three is one way that you can do that. Another way that you can do that is by having your first eating time have something calorie, something uh, low carb and nutritionally dense. So something with a lot of nutrition. Some people, for some people, that could be fruit. I mean, some people do not feel badly eating fruit. I had prediabetes many years ago. So just starting out with on an empty stomach with a banana and an apple, um, or that's kind of the same reaction I get when I start out with ice cream or peanut M&Ms or a soft pretzel, that kind of just 100% carb, uh, that does, I don't do well with that. So, um, you know, starting out with something a little bit more nutrient dense, starting out with something um, low carb, if that works for you, something that will not cause you to crave while you're waiting for your main meal. If you have a, a you know, a three to five hour window and um, then those three criteria, get nutrition in, feel great and eat what you enjoy. So I am going to switch gears here after I give you a little bit of my music of Fasting Inferno, Burn Body Burn. And uh, this is what our bodies are doing while we are in the fastest state. They are doing for us what we always wanted to make them do through perfect eating, right? But we don't have to have perfect eating anymore because we can just do nothing and, and have everything. 
right? We don't have to have perfect eating in order to turn our bodies into fat burning machines. And we don't have to, and I'm not saying that we should eat badly. I just gave you my criteria and I'm not saying we should eat terribly. I'm just saying it doesn't have to be perfect, right? Perfectionism is, it, it, it just squelches everybody that it comes into contact with. And I've seen families, you know, we have a, we had a family ministry speaking and teaching parenting seminars, my husband and I did, and we've traveled around a lot speaking to parents. And perfectionism really, really harms families. And it also harms us. So not perfection, but yet not a license to do whatever we want either. And the boundaries that are with daily intermittent fasting are so cool because they're just made for us. They're just there. The boundaries are there. So this is this is my fasting window. This is just this is what I do. I fast during this time. This is my eating window. Now I enjoy food. And um, I'm just I'm so excited about daily intermittent fasting and uh, how it's transforming our home already and uh, giving us back the joy of food again and the joy of eating again. Um, that we that we were you know kind of losing when everything had to have rules attached to it every food item every meal every snack had to have so many rules attached so anyway thank you for joining me and I am going to talk in a minute about the triplex combination this is my little commercial here that I do at the end so you guys can hop off if you don't want to hear about supplementation you can stay on if you do want to hear either way I'm so glad you joined me all right, thank you for those of you who decided to stay on and hear about Plexus supplementation. Um, I have been uh, using Plexus for almost two and a half years now. And um, I was really at a point where I had lost um, 60 something pounds and could not lose anything else, had trouble uh, staying on a low carb diet, um, had a lot of some health issues, uh, specifically um, a lot of brain fog, a lot of um, bloating, a lot of carbohydrate and food cravings, um, and also. Uh, restless leg syndrome and insomnia terrible insomnia for about 20 years prior to triplex and uh, some other issues my husband had high blood pressure um, and a son with allergies and a daughter who was on metformin for um, uh, for controlling her um, PCOS and so on and Plexus came along and I'd never been a supplementer before never had I taken really anything on a regular basis I tried some things here and there but I never had results from from trying that so I just didn't stay with those any of those things that I tried before um, also as I mentioned before we had seven kids and they are now 19 to 35 so supplementation wasn't something and we raised them on one salary for 20 
of the 30 years that we had kids at home. We raised them on one salary so that I could homeschool. Um, I just started writing books about 20 years ago, really started selling about 15 years ago. So we just had one salary for 20 years, and so supplementation was not part of the picture. Um, I think that if I had tried something during that time and it had worked the way Plexus works for me, I probably would have continued and, and you know, maybe had seen a way that I could have continued on, um, on with the supplement, but that wasn't really what happened to me. Nothing I ever tried really worked. I had friends who did a lot of different supplementation, um, smaller families <laughs> and so forth, but um, I never did. So two and a half years ago, I wanted to supplement my, I wanted to um, monetize my blog was really where it began. It began with, you know, looking for ways to monetize at the time just my language arts blog character ink press with a company our, our small press publishing company that i write for and so i was looking for ways to supplement that and i've since started a lifestyle blog donnareach.com which is where all of the intermittent fasting uh, material is housed but um and so I just delved into this to help my husband lose weight and to see if I could, you know, help me lose weight more as well. Because like I said, I'd lost about 60 pounds at that time and just really could not stay on. I had a lot of cravings, a lot of problems with cravings. And now between plexus and intermittent fasting, I'm like a new woman. I can't even believe it. You know, it's just amazing how you can change your life through certain things that you just didn't. I mean, just the boundaries, even in intermittent fasting, have helped me tremendously. So anyway, today I want to talk about Triplex. I talked in the last, in several episodes, about these products separately. Um, Slim is our patent-pending health drink that's packed with prebiotics to support the gut microbiome, curbs cravings. It's just a little uh, packet that you mix in water, a water bottle. You don't need a mixer or a shake, a shaker or a um, uh, processor or anything you just shake it like you do like crystal bite or something like that um, and it tastes delicious and it curbs cravings wonderfully the second aspect of this is our bio cleanse which is our magnesium supplement which like 85 percent of people are deficient in magnesium i know i definitely was definitely noticed a difference with this no more leg cramps no more foot cramps no more toe cramps from uh, doing aqua zumba and doing uh, t-tap and ballroom dancing so that was amazing um, also uh, and then the third part of this is our probiotic which is probio 5 and um, these products together make up what we call our triplex and um, they really are uh, great for weight loss but they're also great for general health uh, overall uh, they help us to keep a healthy glucose metabolism. So, so Slim was actually designed, first of all, the drink, the pink drink, was actually designed for type 2 diabetics and um, to lower their blood sugar. And so um, in that way, I actually drink one of these during my fasting hours, even though it has five calories in it. I know some people consider that dirty fasting. I tried it in, and I have family members who don't drink it during their fast. They only drink it after their fast. But I experimented both ways, and it did not cause um, a noticeable insulin reaction that would cause me to um, crave, to crave or to want to eat. It just didn't do that. Um, I think it's because it's made to to uh, lower insulin levels and to and to help your glucose metabolism as well. So it's doing the same thing as what fasting is doing. So anyway, I drink one of these every day, and then uh, it curbed my cravings, helped with insomnia, um, energy headaches it's just amazing the testimonials 
Yes, me too, Elizabeth. The testimonials that I have, that we have through Plexus Slim. And then the BioCleanse um, is a little bit misleading with the name cleanse, but it is our cleanse, but it is a daily um, gentle cleanse that causes us to just, uh, causes our a GI system just to work uh, fluent, fluidly, so to speak, not really fluid, but anyway, uh, to work well with not a big whoosh. So it's not something that you, I can't take this, I'm getting on a plane today or anything like that. It's just a daily magnesium supplement that helps with our um, inflammation and it helps with sleep for sure and it helps with our um, uh, Ma the magnesium helps with our digestive system. And then our ProBio 5, it's different than other probiotics because it is three products in one. So if you have any health food friends or maybe you're a health food enthusiast, maybe you take these three products separately. Uh, they are uh, uh, probiotics, uh, which are uh, five strains that do not need refrigerated because they are encapsulated in such a way that they do not break down until they hit the gut. Uh, so if you take a refrigerated uh, probiotic, you have to have it refrigerated because as soon as it hits the air, which means as soon as it hits your saliva, it starts to break down. It has to have so many CFUs because they don't all get to the gut. But ProBio5 is encapsulated in such a way that it all gets to the gut before it actually starts breaking down. So uh, those five strains of good bacteria. It also contains another uh, element that other people take separately sometimes, and those are digestive enzymes. And then lastly, it contains antifungals. So it breaks down bad bacteria and gives you good bacteria. And uh, I, I, I attribute this to all the help with my brain fog because um, it's really great for yeast and candida, um, those type of things. It also is a great weight loss supplement because candida and yeast actually are fed by sugar. And so if you find yourself craving all the time in spite of daily intermittent fasting, it could be that you have yeast or candida and this ProBio5 will uh, destroy that. And then with that, your cravings for sugar go down because your uh, candida was craving sugar, needed sugar to live. And so um, this is just a great product for that. So these three actually work synergistically. And uh, we just recently got a new... Um, when the new Slim came out, a uh, double-blind placebo-controlled study in which uh, it was an eight-week trial period for these three products, and the placebo people lost less than a half a pound, and the people on these three products lost 7.2 pounds in eight weeks. So this isn't necessarily, you know, always thought of as being a weight loss combo. Um, but it definitely helps with weight loss, and the studies have shown that it does. We do have weight loss products in addition to these, but um, if I were only going to be taking three things, I would take these three things for sure. So anyway, I would love to answer more questions about Triplex or about Plexus products. If you uh, contact me privately, I can take care of that for you and um, see if these kind of products might help you with your daily intermittent fasting. As I've said before, you don't have to take supplementation of any kind to do daily intermittent fasting, um, but if you are interested in natural plant-based products, no artificial ingredients at all, no, no artificial sweeteners, no artificial colors, um, all based, all coming from plants. Um, I would love to help you with Plexus. Thanks a lot for joining me on episode 15 of the Intermittent Fasting Journal.